Welcome back to another episode of Always Is Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm sitting here staring at Lisa, sitting in a tank top buff from Survivor. <laughs> Some people ask me, what made you get a breast reduction? And I'd say that 90% of my reasoning was that if I was to ever go on Survivor, I could now wear a buff as a top. And she's demonstrating it here for you right now, not that you can see. Also, I really hope the real Survivor buffs are made from a different material because I'm incredibly hot in this tiny bit of material. Oh, interesting. Not breathable one bit. Just pure plastic, pure nylon. (laughs) I am so excited. Yeah, in case you've missed the memo, you've not been watching Survivor and you've been living under a rock, the US Survivor Season 41 premieres tonight, this evening, the second that we finish recording this podcast. So Yeah. Now, we can't dwindle too much because if we dwindle and if we chat, we're going to miss the start of the season. And so tell me about your week in a concise but exciting way. Oh, so much pressure. My week was really exciting because all of the things that I ordered in the last few weeks arrived in this week. My basic tees arrived, my jeans arrived, and Mm. my Adore Beauty order arrived. And I was very thrilled with all of those things. And that's what really kept me going through the week. And now it's a public holiday as of tomorrow. The best. My week, I I can only really identify my week as like looking forward to the end of the week because I knew Survivor was coming. I know. We had a friggin' earthquake this week. Can we talk about that? (laughs) How are we acting like, sorry, just to clarify how something good can really override like a really shit week because this week we have had riots and a fucking earthquake. And I kept saying to everyone, it was really long. And everyone's like, yeah, it was long. And I said, it was like at least two minutes. And everyone's like, no, it's not two minutes. I had time for my walls to start shaking while I was in bed to then get up, panic, try and find the dog. The dog ran away from me, run into a doorway for like a while, panic, then film like 17 seconds of footage and then it still hadn't stopped. So that's got to be at least 30 seconds. It was so scary. I thought Adrian was being a dickhead downstairs because I was working upstairs and he works downstairs. I thought he was doing something with the dog because there was just like this rumbling. But then I realized that the whole house was shaking and I was like, wow, he'd really have to be doing a lot with the dog to make the whole house shake like this. And yes, proceeded to run downstairs, stand in a doorway with him. I tried to beg him to go outside. He said no. And so we just stood there holding the dog who was absolutely petrified by the whole Mm. thing because we were obviously freaking out. And that was terrifying and I don't want it to happen again. Ever again. Literally so weird. It goes to show how underprepared everyone is as well for that to happen. Like, apparently you're not meant to stand under a door frame, but that's what we did. (laughs) No, like you are, but only if your house is like really old and structurally built and like it's the main doorway, not the in. Apparently the inner doorways of houses aren't anything. So I was... I'm just an idiot. Also, I didn't mention I had gastro this week. So I was dead. I had been up until 2 a.m. sleeping on the bathroom floor. Then I had a 1 a.m. bath. Then I fell asleep at 2 o'clock. And then I got rudely awakened at like 8.30 while I was in bed continuing to die by a fucking earthquake. I had avoided shitting my pants for like two days in a row. And then an earthquake comes. And I'm like, you're really testing me. It's like ridiculous. And then because the earthquake felt so long, I had a thing of like, am I going to die? Am I going to have spent my last days on earth like really sick, retching and shitting myself? (laughs) 
goals. But we're fine. We're here. We're good. We will rebuild. But anyway, aside from that, yes, lost all faith in humanity this week. And I also forgot to mention that I had a wine delivery too. Thanks to Life of Laura for that shout out because I got a free adorable little cheese board esky and I'm going to be gallivanting around town with that to picnics now. Um, What shout out? Where did you buy your wines from? Uh, Good Pear Days, but you can't get the esky anymore. It was limited run, but they seem to always do gift with purchase things. So yeah. And I was going to cancel straight away because you had to subscribe to their like wine box thing. And I was just going to cancel. But I'm so thrilled with the wines and the esky that I think I'm just going to keep getting wines delivered now. That's fun. Hmm. Uh, that's the tea on that. First up in beauty news this week is a little bit of a difficult one that I struggled to wrap my head around because at first I thought that the EU had passed a bill to ban animal testing on cosmetics. And then I thought to myself, that happened a very long time ago. Why? Why mm. did I think that was the case? So it appears this week, in layman's terms and in no way facts, <laughs> that I was correct. In 2004, they did stop animal testing uh, or a bunch of animal protection organisations and companies said there was not going to be animal testing in the EU anymore. And then in 2009, they prohibited tests for cosmetic ingredients. And then in 2013, they said officially sale of cosmetics, no animal testing. And now apparently what's happening is the European Chemicals Agency have destroyed the bans. I don't even know. They're just saying that like cosmetic chemicals still need to be tested on animals. Yeah. And it's basically fucking with everything. And the EU is like, well, 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 we said that we weren't going to test on animals and like it would be, it would be abolished by 2023. And so like what's happening here? Anyway. The whole thing's a bit of a clusterfuck, so I'm sure it'll all come out. Like, it'll all iron out in the wash. No. Yeah. That's not the saying. Isn't it? I think it'll just come out in the wash. It will come out in the wash. Yeah, but, like, I think there's just a few technicalities at the moment, and I do wonder whether, like, has this been happening and have they still been testing cosmetic ingredients or chemicals on animals and people didn't know about it? I'm not sure. <sighs> It's tricky because they're still selling things that are sold in China and the things that are sold in China are tested independently there and, like, obviously that's not tested there. Yeah. It's an absolute minefield. Yes. Moving on. Next mm-hmm. up in beauty news, you know Gemkind, a.k.a. I think we're already calling them Gem. They're the brand who I talked about the teeth whitening pen as my beauty fave last week or the week before. Yeah. They've changed their name officially. So they were Gemkind and now they've updated it to gem which makes sense that's good because i only knew them as gem same but it was gem kind everywhere but i think people just ignored it anyway they've said we're still kind it's just not in our name anymore we're undergoing a brand refresh losing kind but keeping our core we're here to elevate your beauty routine with premium oral care made with you in mind so there you go fab love that for them huge news ridiculously huge news what the heck i was blindsided by this I don't think we've ever seen it before. Smashbox has released a Smashbox Times Becca collab where they've basically bought out all of the best-selling SKUs from Becca under Smashbox, but it's Smashbox Becca, and they're like the same products. And there has been (sighs) the sort of two schools of thought. One is like 
well, why didn't they just buy out Becca and save the whole brand and not have to do this weird schmozzle? To mm. which people are responding saying it's so much easier to buy the formulas. Buy the formulas and, and produce within a brand because you don't have to have brand managers and all of that for each individual role. It's like the it's like the people involved in the company rather than just like the production of the products that it's expensive. Mm. And then people are also a bit like, eh, because Becca were like, quick, buy everything. You're never going to be able to get it again. So there's a bunch of people that have like probably five fucking mm. Opal highlights in their kit now that didn't need to do that. But then that was their choice. That's it. And I think also I'm sure Smashbox and Becca probably – hadn't started discussions at the point where they needed to do the comms about the fact that they were going to be closing up shop. Like if you think about it, they've probably like Smashbox have probably bought the rights to distribute as well as they bought the IP for like what the ingredients will be, the formulations and like the factories for those products. And that's literally all they've bought. And you're right. That would be a, a fraction of the cost of buying the Becker brand. They've maybe paid a small portion to keep the Becker name on it so people know what it is. But I do wonder whether in a few years' time they'll completely phase out Becker altogether and just bring it into the Smashbox line. Like maybe they've had to keep Becker's name on it for a small portion of time for like the legacy. And they'd want to because Becker's like cooler than Smashbox. So it's really, it's kind of really clever. I kind of agree on that. Like mm. I would buy it from Smashbox, but I wouldn't buy other things from Smashbox. <laughs> yeah, and the thing with Smashbox as well is that they bring out some fucking stupid products, but then they have, like, surprising hero things. Like, their brushes used to be exquisite. Like, mm. their primerizer's great. They bring out, like, random – their holiday sets are always really good and they have, like, just random products that slap, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and so – I feel like this is a good way of getting Smashbox cool again, maybe like stealing some of their like formulas. I don't mm. know. I'm kind of excited by it. And I've I've just never seen it before. I've never seen a brand times another brand. And I'm I'm sure I will stand corrected and people are thinking of examples, but it's interesting. Wouldn't it have been more interesting if Smashbox had bought the formulations for the Becca products and then just brought them out as Smashbox and then people would have been like, oh, this is a bit weird. It's a bit like Becca, isn't it? Like I wonder whether that could have happened in a alternate universe. No one would have known because no one would have been buying them. Probably true. They would have had to like have seeded influences being like, this is almost exactly the same as Becca Opal. How did they do it? <laughs> yes, the sales people could get it going, but no one would go out and like swatch a Smashbox highlighter ever and think, oh, that's similar to this. So true. yeah, they need that Becca name, I reckon. Yeah, very good. Makeup by Mario is launching in Sephora, Australia. I thought it had already happened. I mean, I think that too, but then I I think I just always get confused because I always get American emails and Australian emails, but then Same. also I definitely didn't because I bought the palette from Cult Beauty and not Sephora. Do the maths, Lisa. I was just about to ask that. Did you buy it from Cult Beauty? Yes, but I just prefer buying things from Cult Beauty because I find it incredibly satisfying when you put them in the cart and then they take off the vat and you feel like you're making money because you're not getting charged for any taxes. Isn't it the best? Also, you can just always use their first 15 discount and always get 15% off. Like, just find another email address, guys. It'll work forever. Always find another <laughs> email address. <laughs> yeah. Uh, niche news, but <laughs> quite on brand for this podcast. Christine from Selling Sunset, has collabed with Ciate. 
random. She has released, um, I've picked my least favorite product from the range. So she's released a red lipstick and a nude lipstick, like a liquid lipstick, mm-hmm. but they are temperature controlling. And so they, they change color depending on the temperature. No, they don't. Why would you ever want to buy a lipstick that doesn't actually quite look like the lipstick you're buying because it's going to randomly change in depending on the temperature? Can you imagine how much of a mindfuck that would be to wear anywhere where you're going to drink a beverage because all of a sudden it would be getting colder than your mouth? Oh my goodness, I hate everything about it. And like, what if it looks really nice on you, but then when you get slightly warmer, turns to like some granny lips color? That's it. Also, I don't mind. I mean, I don't like, and I would never opt for color changing nail polish. That's one thing. Cause it's kind of like the magic is sitting on top of your hands, but like something about eating the magic <laughs> when it's on your lips, like that weirds me out. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's so weird. I think they've got like a lip plumping gloss coming out as well. Um, an eyeshadow palette and a bunch of other stuff that was largely irrelevant. Uh, the whole thing behind it was like, this is for strong, independent women, socialite, speak your mind, be yourself. Um, Heard it all before. Yeah. I was reading something mm. that was critiquing something. <laughs> yes. Um, and I can't remember what it was, but it was the launch. Oh, someone was critiquing the launch of Jennifer with the hair. Aniston. Jen Aniston's um, <laughs> hair collab, and they were like looking at her wording on the brand. And this was like, on conceiving at all. Yes. Yes. And they posted things. Like, v. Yeah. Yes. You're not saying anything, which I really felt like about this Ciate thing and any influencer collab. And they used my favorite term, which is word salad. And it's absolutely true, where people just like talk in literal circles that don't get you anywhere, but they've said a lot. That's that's where we were going with the Ciate collab. Be yourself, yeah. strong, independent women, blah, blah, blah. What? Yeah, it's like literally just like feeding you a whole bunch of PR key messages and being like, get all of these in, and that's the launch of the product. But you're right, and it's because it's not a real influencer collab. Like Christine didn't go to Ciate and say, can you please make me a color-changing lipstick? I'm sure that wasn't on her radar. They went to her and said, hey, babes, do you want to put your name to this? We'll give you a shit ton of money. And she went, yeah, just had a baby. Love that for me. So that's what happened. Also, she doesn't need the money. She sells literally $50 billion houses. Well, yeah. Also, I kind of thought like I almost think that she's like iconic enough to bring out her own line. Same, but oh, please, for the love of God, no. Don't. Yeah. Please don't. Christine, if you're listening, <laughs> don't. Now, let's wrap off Beauty News with one <laughs> of the most um, – It's a bunch of bad, bad launches this week. Morphe X Sour Patch Kids. Something that none of us asked for and none of us want. I love, love sour food. The last thing I want in my life is to spray a watermelon sliced sour patch setting spray on my face. The anxiety of feeling sticky is enough to turn me off. The one thing that did lure me in, I was like my mouth salivating at the thought of misting something sour on my face and being like, mm. but like just no, absolutely no. I'm just sick of these cheap like toy 
collab situations that are happening. It's cheapening makeup. It's like bringing down the industry and it's contributing to waste and I'm not here for it. This is why we are a luxury-leaning beauty podcast. I absolutely agree. And I would say that you could sort of map cheap beauty brands on one axis and McDonald's Happy Meal toys on the other (laughs) axis and they would be entirely like proportionate to each other in the opposite direction like yeah here we are getting fucking sour patch kids morphe palettes junk when these days you can get pokemon cards in your happy meal box mm. lit like things you know <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy i'll give someone a sticker sheet if you map that axis for us and send it to us <laughs> yes do we have a listener question to discuss. We do. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. So we had a bunch of separate listener questions when I asked for beauty qualms. And let me just say that when I posted the story about my kit, and if you have any questions about my kit, I got a message. <laughs> I got a bunch of messages asking for running advice, which was random. I didn't remember asking that. But I got a message saying, I would love if you could fix people's like makeup and skincare problems, if that would be a segment on the podcast. And I was like, dude, I started that. We did it like two weeks ago. Get so with the this times. Is, this is what that is. Anyway. People had qualms with concealer and my favorite way that it was put was my concealer always ends up looking some kind of way. (laughs) I'm assuming we're talking under eye concealer or are we talking whole face concealer? No, the under eye concealer. People were absolutely flummoxed. We had people saying, what first, corrector then concealer? What do I do? And like, how do I stop it looking shit? Do I powder? Do I not powder? Basically, Mm. people were concerned they need help and we can absolutely help this is exciting i think a really good concealer needs experimentation and trial and error i probably can't tell you the right concealer for your under eye Mm. i want to be able to but it's going to depend on your skin texture hydration levels Mm -hmm. how you want the finish to look whether you have a constant issue with smudging like whether that's a concern for you generally Mm -hmm. Like there are so many things that like we just can't answer in a format where we're not standing at Sephora or Mecca with you, like helping you. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Also, a big factor is one, your skin's undertone, two, the undertone of your bags and the type of your bags, and three, like your type of eye. Like, are you that person that has their bottom 
eyelid and then they have that really defined fold underneath that. Mm. Are you someone that has fresh 16-year-old under eyes? Are you someone that has more of the crow's feet wrinkle on the outer corner? There's like many places that things can gather. Mm. It's tricky. I would say my first advice with concealer is to go to Mecca or Sephora and make someone color match you and request that they try two different formulas and two different colors. Yep. So I think it's great to try on something that matches your skin tone and then maybe ask them, can you try on a corrector with that or can you try on a pinker shade in that range or an orangey shade in that range? That's a great way for you to compare whether you want something that is, you know, your skin tone or brightening or whether you want something that's correcting. And also trying on multiple formulas gives you the idea of how things sit under your eyes. Yep, that's a really good place to start. If you want to put a corrector on, you put it on before your concealer. That's addressing the other part of the question that someone asked. Absolutely, because it it makes sense if you know what a corrector does. Corrector takes your skin to neutral. So you want to neutralize the blue so that you're then just adding coverage. The corrector corrects, the concealer covers. Yes. And then you might ask, why why would you use two products then? Well, if you're so dark under your eyes, sometimes if you just put something on that is your skin tone, you're still dark under your eyes. The color will still be there, except you now have products sitting there making you look either dry, cakey, crusty, or or ashy. Yeah. So for some types of under eyes, you need something that's going to correct. And then you may not even need coverage. You might just want correction. So you don't have to use concealer and corrector. Like it's really, it's absolutely trial and error. I think there's also a lot to go when it comes to the to set or not to set as well. Yes. Yes. So some people will put on a corrector, very lightly set it with a translucent powder and then pat a concealer on top. I don't like that. (laughs) Alternatively, you put your corrector on, you pat it in, and then you also very lightly like pat your concealer on top. The idea is that you don't want to like sweep. It's probably not going to work quite so well if you're using a really full coverage heavy concealer on top of a corrector that you then have to like blend because you're just going to move the corrector underneath it. So it yeah. is a bit, it's a dance, it's a delicate balance. Yeah, I feel like ring fingers or a beauty blender are pretty much always your best friends with the under eye. Yes. Um, because it means that you can bop things on and you don't just like swipe things off. Yep. I would also say there's sort of three ways you can set your under eye. You can do a loose translucent powder. You can do like a pressed translucent-ish powder or you can do something that's got coverage. Yes. I think for all three, the main thing that you're looking for is a very finely milled powder. Mm-hmm. So something like a foundation powder isn't going to work underneath the eyes, even if you want more coverage, because all it's doing is like adding additional cake, which is giving your concealer more reason to sit in or exacerbate wrinkles, fine lines, and that kind of thing. A hundred percent. And also what you're doing by adding foundation powder over your under eye is undoing the kind of color correction that you've done because you're just making your under eyes the same color as your face so if you've gone to the effort of brightening you might undo that if you've gone to the effort of correcting you might then make them re-beige and it's basically always a terrible 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 idea if you're like so confused about what a foundation powder is it's like your max studio fixes anything that actually has a decent amount of coverage in in the powder if you're stressed and you don't know just don't pick a powder with coverage And that's a good way to know that you're not using a foundation powder because 
you can always use a translucent-ish powder under the eye. Um, I personally enjoy the hourglass powders. I find them nice under the eye, um, both the loose one and the pressed versions. And then for something with coverage, I think both me and Alex can speak to the Charlotte Tilbury pressed powders because they they have like the slightest tone to them, but they don't really have any coverage. They've just got like a smidge of color and they're very smooth under the eye. And if you tend to sort of smudge or print and like you want something that's got a little bit of like sturdiness to it, that's probably going to give you more like protection and set than yep. an hourglass translucent powder. I also used to really love but have since run through the YSL loose setting powder as well. Nice, finely milled, has a very slight, not a shimmer, but like a soft reflect to it yeah. as well, which helps to brighten the under eye area. And the final thing I was going to say about concealer is it, it may also be looking funny because what you're doing is putting your foundation on <gasps> underneath your eyes and then putting your concealer on or putting your foundation on and then putting your corrector on and then putting your concealer on. And then putting a foundation powder on. God forbid. For the love of God, make it stop. That's so such a valid point, Alex. You're right. You have to avoid the under eye area with all the other products. Only concealer goes there or corrector. Yes, and it's because it's made for that. Your foundation mm. is not made to sit under your eye. It's too wrong. It's, <laughs> it's always wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right. Never. No, especially not in makeup land. <laughs> no, not under the eye. <laughs> now, you can also go no powder. I find with creasing, if you've tried like a number of powders and you still find things are creasing and bunching up under your eye, maybe roll with it and don't powder. And then it's, that way you can just bop it out with your fingers constantly because then you haven't got like the creams and the powders setting and then you can't like move it. If you keep it pliable at all times, then all you have to do is just like bop it out. And that's kind of annoying, but it's, 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 I don't know, it's a better option in some circumstances. I think the best concealer for something like that is going to be something that, yeah, like you said, has a bit of movement to it. And we both really like the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Under Eye. Or if you want a little bit less coverage, the Cosas Revealer Concealer is really good for that as well. The Bye Bye Under Eye I find is a little bit better because it kind of like sets a little bit more. It's like weird because it, it sets, but it also literally stays pliable throughout the day. Like I feel yeah. like you can pick it up and like reapply it. Like it's sort of weird and tacky, but... Yeah, I feel like the Kosas is less movable throughout the day but sits lovely under the eye. The Bye Bye Under Eye, if you don't like the texture, you will hate it. But if you do like the texture, you will love it. I think it's kind of polarizing, but I'd say for like 70% of people, it's great. If you don't like the It Cosmetics weird, slippy, elastic texture, definitely try the Kosas Reveal It Concealer because it's, as I've said 700 times, it's like if the Bare Minerals Bare Skin Concealer, the one that's been discontinued, and Nars Radiant Creamy Concealer had a baby. Nars Radiant Creamy Concealer can sometimes be a bit dry and set, a bit weird. And then the Bare Minerals one was almost so serumy that it could bunch up. And then Kosas sits right in the middle. It's so good. The final thing I want to say is if you're having constant issues with your concealer, just like not sitting right, feeling a bit heavy, looking a bit gross under the eyes, just apply less. Please just try applying less. And if you're someone that's concerned about darkness, use a corrector. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to do the giant triangle that everyone's telling you to do under your eye. Strategically place your concealer. <laughs> no, I agree. If, you, if you're like, oh, my God, I'm so dark, but everything creases and wrinkles, go get a corrector. Use one tiny dot of it where you yep. need it in the inner corners 
Don't take it out near the outer corners of your eyes if you don't need it. Don't take it down and about and don't take it on the lid. None of that. Pick something that's got strong pigment that you can use a tiny amount of because then you can't see it on the skin, but it still does what it is supposed to. Yes. Amen. I think we've covered everything. Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? So what is your beauty fave this week? I've had a bit of a dull beauty week. Oh, no, don't say that. Yeah, I really have. Um, I, I do have a, a favourite, but I'm just going to mention it and then you'll have to listen on Wednesday for the episode because I think it's the lounge face lash mascara from Lauren Curtis. I am offended that you have done this Sorry. and that's all I'm going to say because I can't give anything away and we'll talk about it on Wednesday. Okay. I have two favourites this week. Mm. My first one is the go-to much brighter skin. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know we've talked about it. We did a mm. whole mini episode on it. Zoe Foster Blake listened to it. And no big, deal. no big deal. I'm still using this every single day and it mm-hmm. is changing my life. So good. Quite frankly. My skin is still looking great. I don't want to attribute it to the vitamin C serum, but I've had my period cycle come about. And normally at the end of my cycle I think that's what it is I get very bad hormonal breakouts and I have very accurately missed this this time around is it go to I don't know I love it anyway and I'm going to pretend that it is the second beauty fave I have this week is the Laneige grapefruit lip balm lip tint glowy lip balm It's delicious. It smells and tastes like grapefruit and it has the most beautiful, summery, fresh color, vibrant pop on my lips that doesn't give me granny lips but makes me look youthful. And I never wear anything that's coral toned on my lips and I look like a doll. Fresh, youthful summer glow. Yes. And the other thing I wanted to talk about whilst whilst rounding things up and talking about things is the La Clinica Essential Moisturizer. Deep Hydration Moisture Cream Essentials. <laughs> Is that a word salad? <laughs> That's a word salad. Um, because Lisa told me to try it, mm-hmm. I wanted to give you all my thoughts. I really like it. It's a really, really great, really boring, really great moisturizer. It feels amazing. Your skin loves it. I over-exfoliated with an exfoliating mask my skin the other night, and the next day I woke up and I was like, oh, heck. I've really overdone it here. Mm. And this brought me back from the brink of extinction in 24 hours. Brought you back from the brink <laughs> of extinction? You heard me. It's really good. And the only thing I would say that maybe will turn some people off but definitely didn't turn me off is that you do need to wash your face in the morning because it leaves kind of like a hydrating residue. And if you're mm. a dry stone like us, the hydrating residue is an absolute joy to wash off in the morning. Mm-hmm. But if you're a little bit more on the normal or oily side, you might find it a bit much. Anyway, that's my beauty wrap-up. <laughs> Love that you've done that because I have like five non-beauty faves this week. Oh, shit. I've got a few too. My first beauty fave non-beauty fave this week is The Circle is back on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. I love The Circle. Uh, I would like to say that I don't think they casted it as well this time around as last time. Last time was legendary. Sorry, what did they not do as well? Cast it. Yeah. What did I say? (laughs) Casted it. (laughs) Did I? (laughs) (laughs) Ew, I'm gross. The casting was poor this time around, especially in the beginning. 
the people that first came in, I was like, shit, I'm bored. And then a few of the dramatic things happen as they tend to do in the circle and it's much better now, much peppier. Everyone's great. I like the last season's one was so good because it had the British chick from Love Island, UK. I can't remember her name already. No, from Too Hot to Handle, Chloe. No, it was Chloe. Chloe? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, she yeah. carried the show. She did. I love a, a token Brit. I also love the people who are happy to flirt with everyone. It's just the best. Anyway, so the circle's getting me through life. And the other thing that's getting me through life is very sad and dramatic. Uh, it's the Gabby Petito. Yes. Literal living true crime scenario that's going on at the moment. Um, I went headfirst into being an investigator, as everybody else on the internet did. Yep. Um. And there are two podcasts that I listened to and I know that I knocked approached to you because I've very much not enjoyed Alyssa Anderson's approached transition from approachable anyway. But she did a really good summary and she wasn't like silly yeah, like we are and annoying. <laughs> I never listened to a silly and annoying podcast. It sounds so annoying. <laughs> it sounds so frustrating. And the Crime Junkies wrap-up as well was also good. So I enjoyed both of those podcasts. If you've missed it, um, Gabby Petito has been confirmed found deceased, which is really sad. And she was on a holiday with her boyfriend, fiance actually, Brian Laundrie. They were in a little car driving around the US and... He killed her, allegedly. Allegedly. He arrived home one day without her which happened to be a week after they were reported for having a domestic dispute, which has been caught on camera. There's like body cam footage from the police. It's like quite a well-documented case because both of them are very active social media users and she, you would call an influencer. She's got like 600,000 followers and had a bit of like a van life travel mm-hmm. account going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole internet is an investigator in this case and there's been some really there were some really interesting developments that happened through like TikTok and people being like, I picked up Brian on the side of the road and like all contributing to the case. So it's very, it's been very interesting, but also it's awful and it's sad that we're enjoying it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, they're both my non-beauty faves this week. Can I just say there is an incredible amount of my dead foot skin surrounding me. Oh, oh I don't want to know. I am so over it. Beauty anti-fave is this bloody patchology mask that I did. On your feet. Anyway, this week I spent a lot of time on the couch because I was very unwell. I binged watched pretty much every Lizzie Hatfield who used to be shot from the street YouTube video ever. She is a British fashion lifestyle vlogger, blogger. And she has really basic style, which I enjoy, quite masculine, and she's the best. My favourite videos from her, she does testing basics, where mm. she buys five of the same sort of item from different price points and tests I them. love that. Really good. So she did, like, white tank tops, and it was, like, a weekday top, um, a, like, redone denim tank. Yes, um, I need this. Uh, what is she, like a lot of Uniqlo stuff and then she tries them all on and she rates them and the material and whatnot. Great. So fabulous. So she's really great. I also started watching Shameless US because there's like 11 seasons of it and it seems mm-hmm. to be really popular and I haven't watched it and 
When I felt like I might be on the couch for the rest of my life feeling sick, it felt great to start watching something that has one-hour episodes with long seasons and lots of seasons. So Mm. I've started watching it and it's great because it's not the same 20-minute UK or US comedy that I watch a lot of and it's also not like Sherlock-y murder style stuff that I watch a lot of. It's just like a different category of TV and getting super into it. Nice. It would be remiss of me not to discuss sex education. I binged the whole of season three. I laughed. I cried. Incredible. Uplifting. Sad. Enlightening. Heartbreaking. Everything. Love it. Love it so much. I haven't watched it, but I'm really enticed to watch it after everyone that's been talking about it. And, yeah, thank you. I just adore it. Um, Heat packs. Heat packs are good for everything. I have used it for everything this week. I've had migraines. Heat pack. I have had... Um, stomach issues, heat pack. I've also had my fucking pubic bone, osteitis pubis issue, heat pack oh. on the groin. It is the best. There's nothing you've had I can't a, fix. I've had a had really a rough, rough health week, that's for sure. Yes. I'll yep. tell you my last non-beauty favourite, which is everyone, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is back. There's currently two episodes on how you – fuck, it's great. I love it. I'm not a full – Housewives franchisee watcher, I really love Salt Lake. And I'm sure I could get into the other seasons, but Salt Lake is really approachable to me because the season only started last year. So it's like I want to be in it and know them from the start. Oh, my God, it's so good. What's compelling about the Salt Lake ladies? I started watching the Salt Lake ladies because being in Salt Lake City, there's lots of, like, weird Mormon stuff. I wondered that, yeah. And I started watching it because I saw a meme or something of someone who – I actually forget what the relationship is, but she married like her mum's husband something. I don't know. It's all a bit confusing, but it's hilarious. Okay, cool. Yep, I'm about that. Just took it to my veins! What What is your snack this week? My snack of the week may slightly indicate why I've been so unwell this week. It's burgerings. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that would explain it. Burgerings are fucking incredible. The first burgering that I had literally took me back like wild memories. I was in the playground in primary school <laughs> under the monkey bars on the tan bark. Like I could taste it. It was crazy. Um, you could taste inc- the onion powder for the first time hitting your tongue. Yes. <laughs> they're incredible. Why don't people put burgerings out at a party? Like twisties seem like they're a fine adult food, but burgerings are not. Anyway, I bought a party pack and I ate pretty much the whole pack. I disagree that twisties are a fine adult food and burgerings are not. I would so much rather eat a bag of burgerings than twisties. Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe I eat twisties more than the regular adult would, but that would be maybe. my that would be my like chip of choice. That's not like a potato chip. A burgering would. No, no, no. A twisty would. A cheese. Oh. Also, chicken twisties also have their place like once a year. I'm not getting around this conversation with you. Okay. You don't like twisties in any form? I'm really not into twisties. I'm really not into cheese-flavoured things unless they're cheds or cheese-flavoured shapes. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, they're my two least favourite cheese-flavoured things. Because they're the most, like... Footy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a... Pungent, bitter and dry, cheesy. Weird, Mm. yes. Um... So you wouldn't eat – is there a cheese flavoured, like a crinkle cut chip, like a – Like a Dorito? No, cheese and onion. Would you eat a cheese and onion chip? I bought a bag of cheese and onion chips the other day and pff, 
literally unheard of in this household, they're probably stale in the cupboard now because they didn't finish them. Yeah, I think they do taste like bad breath. Mm. They taste like what they make your mouth taste like. Sour cream and spring onion, though, get in my mouth. Happy to eat that. (laughs) And how would you feel about Doritos? Would you eat the red ones or the yellow ones? I would much prefer the yellow ones, which are the taco-flavoured ones or whatever they are, not the cheese supreme. I don't want that. Interesting. Mm. Ballard, what's your snack of the week? My snack of the week this week is the Cadbury block of Turkish Delight chocolate. Mm. didn't know it existed I was gonna say you don't eat that normally you are obviously a frequent eater of the um eggs (laughs) a frequent eater of the eggs yes so I was having a chocolate craving on Tuesday night and I went to the supermarket and I bought a block of marvelous creations and a block of Turkish delight they were both gone in two days the marvelous creations is literally a block of chocolate from Satan because you can't not eat a quarter of it at a time yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. impossible to break it any smaller. <laughs> it's the way the cookie crumbles, so so to say, because it, of the irregularity. Which um, Marvelous Creations do you get? Because in my eyes, there's literally only one. It's only jelly beans and poppy candy. That's all I want. Same. Who the fuck gets the clinkers ones? Psychopaths. And the only thing that makes me sadder, saddest about getting a Marvelous Creations that is jelly, jelly and popping candy is mm. when there's not enough jelly. I like the chewiness of the jelly. I like yeah, to pick it out of my teeth. Yeah, yeah. Get stuck in the back molars because it's quite similar to the texture of the Turkish Delight things, isn't it? A little bit? Not really, but. Oh, no, no, no. It's similar to Black Forest. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Chocolate. Anyway, I've definitely been having a junk week this week. Um, didn't you say you were on your period? Because you never crave sweets. But there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. She's got it. <laughs> Alright, I think we should wrap up this episode and then we can watch Survivor. Have a great week, everyone. We'll speak to you on Wednesday when we talk about the Lauren Curtis lounge face lounge slash mascara. I think I got that right. Maybe. Bye. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.